Hi, everybody. Before today's podcast episode, if you are a teacher, if you are a part of a school, I'm sure you are using earbuds or headphones. Please consider TFD supplies for your earbuds. They are 55 cents each. I say again, 55 cents each for earbuds. You're not going to find a better price and you are not going to find a better customer experience. Visit TFDsupplies.com. Hello and welcome to the Educatorscape Podcast. My name is Seth Tripp and today is Thursday, October 18th, 2018. Thank you for listening in today. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. I've officially reached the burnout phase of the year, managing the podcast and subbing every day. It's probably the busiest I've been in a long time, but I'll keep bringing you the new episodes of the podcast every week. Speaking of the podcast, Tuesday on the podcast, I talked with Winfield middle school teacher Serena Stuber about her transition to teaching middle school and her pursuit of a career in counseling. Go check out that episode wherever you listen to podcasts or on educatorscape.com. Yesterday on educatorscape.com, I released my weekly blog post. This week I wrote about why I believe it is essential for schools to have a fall break despite the complications that may come from them. If you have not yet subscribed to the show, Go search Educatorscape on your favorite podcast site and hit the subscribe button. As of now, we are currently on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and Spotify. If I don't have it on your favorite, let me know and I will get it there as soon as possible. Also, I want to ask you to go and review the show after the episode. If this is your first time listening or you've heard every episode, please take some time to review where you listen in. If you listen on Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, or directly on the website, you can't review there due to each one of those sites' policies. So if you could, go search Educatorscape on iTunes, CastBox, or Stitcher. I would appreciate it. Reviewing the show will help us get noticed and get more listeners. If you would like to keep track of the show on social media, search Educatorscape and hit the follow button on Instagram and Twitter, and hit the like button on Facebook. There are reminders for upcoming episodes, show release dates, and if I feel anything in the media is pertaining to the podcast, I will share it with you there as well. If you know any educators who are doing exceptional work and you would love for them to be highlighted in the show, please let me know by emailing me at seth.educatorscape at gmail.com, and I would love to feature them on the podcast. Today on Educator Escape, I'm talking with math teacher Scott Haskett. Scott has a unique job teaching math at the Indiana Connections Academy. Today on Educator Escape, I'm talking with math teacher Scott Haskett. Scott has a unique job teaching math at the Indiana Connections Academy, an online public school that is available for students who don't fit into the mold of the brick-and-mortar classroom due to busy schedules with athletics and other pursuits because they have advanced skills or because the social environment is not conducive to their learning. Whatever the need might be, Scott and the other teachers at Indiana Connections Academy have provided a way for students to achieve graduation on their terms. While teaching online, Scott actually gets to spend some time in front of students at the university level as a part-time professor of math. Scott loves the challenge and the opportunity to get out and about from his sometimes isolating job. Plus, having a little extra money is a great benefit as well. Of course, this leaves Scott on the edge of being overtired at times and has a message for teachers working second jobs. This episode of the podcast was originally done with the Teachers Who Work Second Jobs episode of Mind, but I thought our conversation was so great that I wanted to feature Scott for a full episode. So while there was no typical get-to-know-you section of the podcast, I can assure you Scott is a pretty amazing guy. Here is my interview with Scott Haskett. 
So, and you're still at uh, Connections Academy, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, this is actually my, my work member. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, so this yeah, is like... Calling through my, uh, my, my big system here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I, uh, I work through. Okay. I'm just curious. Is it like a cubicle type setting when everybody's got their own space and they, or is, what does it look? Um, I know I actually, I work at home, so I'm like sitting in a bedroom. Oh, oh, for some reason I thought I talked to you before and you said that, oh, there must be, there's some days that you do go in. Now I don't go in anymore. Um, the way it used to be is that, um, you had to work your first year in the office, like in a cubicle. And after that, you could go work from home. But the school has gotten so large that there's actually not enough space in our actual office to have people work from the office the first year anymore. And so most most of the newer people just start working from home um, from the first year. Oh. But, but yeah, um, this is my sixth year, you know, at this job. And so, yeah, I've worked from home for like over five years now. And so, yeah, it's kind of funny, like actually going somewhere um, for work. Um, but I, um, I have a, a, basically just an extra bedroom that was in my house, um, where, um, I have a huge desk, like a huge, like corner desk. Um, I've got two computers on here with three screens, you know, my microphones are set up. I've got like a little surround sound system to listen to it. So like when people talk to me on the phone, like when you're talking to me, it sounds like you're coming through the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, because I usually have it cranked up cause I'm the only one here all day. I mean, it, it means like a professional workspace, you know? I'm I'm not like shoved in a little corner somewhere. Like I, I purposely have my whole room set up, you know, around my my um my day job. So I mean I've got drawers with textbooks and binders of notes and I've got a marker board on the wall for things I need to get done, answer keys all over my wall behind my computer. <laughs> I teach math, you know, so formula right. sheets, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it sounds like I have everything memorized when, you know, I'm just looking on the wall here. <laughs> This sounds like any uh, any teacher's workspace. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, without the actual classroom um, being in the actual room. Right. But, I mean, yeah, everything else is here. Um, you know, but, of course, there's more technology. Right. Um, you know, I've got, uh, like, writing pads where I can write on the computer, you know, like tablets and stuff so I can write on the computer. Um, your computer files are everything. So, like, all your lessons and everything that's set up on the computer. How long have you been doing the other gig, doing the professor, and what do you uh, teach? I've been um, teaching um, college finite math. Um, okay. This is like this is like my third time doing it, so a little over a year now. Um, before that, I was actually working on getting my master's so that I could, you know, actually do that. Right. So yeah, so I guess a little over a year. Um, it's hard for me to do it a whole lot. Um, I would actually like to do it more than what I can. Uh-huh. Just because, like, I work from home, so, like, for one, it's hard to get down there on time um, because, you know, I'm about 30 minutes away from the college. And so, you know, I have to, like, you know, get ready and drive down there and all that. Um, but then also, part of teaching online is that we have to actually go out for state testing. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I step t- time comes or, you know, whatever the I learn or, you know, how it's changed names. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, our state testing, those have to be done in person. And so, you know, my, my school, we go to 20 different sites in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And so all of the teachers are spread out, like, at all these different places. 
And, you know, sometimes those testing windows go on for four to six weeks. And so it's not uncommon to have to go stay in a hotel from Monday to Thursday, come home, um, go back out Monday through Thursday, come home, go back out, um, you know, for several weeks for all the different testing windows between our ECA, our ISTEP, our iLEARN, our iSTAR, OIDA, <laughs> um, you know, all those different tests. Mm-hmm. And so in the spring, I typically do not teach college because I can't work around that kind of schedule. I can't right. miss that many days, you know, to work consistently. So typically I don't do it in the spring. I have been doing it in the falls, which is nice. You know, we usually only have one week for traveling so that I can work around. And in this past summer, I actually got called to teach over the summer, which is nice. That's not something that happens usually, but some, they had someone back out at the last minute. So that was a nice opportunity to go in there and do that. And that was a lot of fun um, because, you know, the class was moved three times faster in the yeah. summer. So that was that was a different change of pace, uh, you know, being down there so much doing that. So the way that I hear it is that it's not necessarily that you're doing it for extra money. You actually really enjoy doing that other part of your job or the other job that you do. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, I like extra money. Right. Um, extra money is good. Um, it does help, um, you know, because like like my my normal job, like you know, it is it is uh, common. You know, we we don't make quite as much as other students or other um, schools, you know, around here. So sometimes that can be hard. So the extra money is nice. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I would do it more if I could to get extra money. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of the reason why I do it is because I really enjoy teaching college. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think that it's something I, I would like to do sometime in the future if I could do it full time, um, you know, kind of move into that that role, you know, at some point in time. But, yeah, I mean, parts of it for me is just fun. Uh, you know, I teach online, so I'm here all day by myself all the time. So there's a lot of fun just going down and being in front of people. Right. Which, as a teacher, that sounds kind of funny, you know, because it's like, why well, aren't you always around people? But, you know, I work from <laughs> home. So I'm at home all day by myself every day, day right. after day after day, for weeks, for months. So it's actually kind of fun to go down and actually like um, I'm always in an auditorium, you know, so actually to be in an auditorium room, you know, with, uh, you know, the big greens on the wall, you know, talking, interacting with people, you know, those kinds of things. So part of it is just I enjoy doing that. You know, it is a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, definitely the money, the money helps out as well. Um, trying to pay off debts and things like that, school loans, you know, all those kinds of things. One time on the TV, they had a financial guy talking, and one of the things he really talked about was, you know, when you get second jobs, always try to make sure that they have a purpose. Right. And so what that means is, like, like if you get a second job, like, there should be, like, an expiration date. Like, you're doing that to only pay off this credit card or oh. to pay off this debt or because you need Christmas money or whatever. Um, because what happens, if you constantly always have a second job, then you're going to get used to that money. And then your standard of living is going to increase and you're going to require that money. And so as you get used to it and you need that money, um, the, the hours will burn you out over time, you know, working so many hours constantly because now you need that amount of money. And that's something I think about. I mean, I like getting the extra money, of course. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is sporadic teaching for college. I said, you know, I, t- I typically teach falls, but not spring, sometimes the summer. 
Um, you know, I may end up with a decent amount of money. Sometimes I don't have any money. It's kind of like subbing, actually. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Some weeks you make a lot of money. Sometimes you don't make anything. Yep. Um, so I've always tried to treat it like that. Like all my extra money I make from that is going for some purpose. You know, I'm paying off a school loan. I'm paying off a debt. I'm buying Christmas presents. Um, those types of things. And I try to not let it interfere with like my typical monthly budget. I, I've always viewed it as extra. Right. Which I think is what a lot of people do because we have just as much student debt as everybody else does, if not more, because a lot of us go back and get our get our master's. I mean, I just got my master's in October and I got my uh, my bill and it's like, oh, you owe $100,000. And you're like, oh, okay, wonderful. Yeah, I've actually, it's been nice lately. Luckily, my master's was nice because my school does um, offer tuition reimbursement. Oh, that's So great. that's one of the, the one of the nice perks about it. You know, you can argue about the pay or whatever, but then there's other nice perks like that. So most people there have, you know, several degrees and different things. Um, but a lot of mine came, came from when I went back from my second bachelor's. Okay. Because um, when you get a second bachelor's, they don't, they don't give you no help <laughs> for hardly anything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been working on that quite heavily, you know, and that's, that's what I use a lot of that money for, um, actually. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, I guess I always kind of think of it like that. Um, you know, cause you can't really work that amount of hours constantly all the time. Right. Um, you know, I know right now, I think I'm probably at 50 to 60 hours a week for my day job mm-hmm. and most college teaching jobs expect about eight to 12 hours a week. And, you know, so when you add all that up and you think that you're working 65, 70 hours a week, like every single week, you you can only do that so much. Right. um, Before you just kind of start falling apart mentally. And so I think for college, it works out nice because I can go in and teach one semester and then have a semester off. And then I teach a semester, then a semester off. So it kind of gives me breaks. Just like. um, In doing that. I mean, I would like to do it more, but, you know, it's just with my schedule, it's just not possible. Just like somebody who picks up a, a sport or something or a club or something, they know that during spring I'm really busy because I'm coaching softball or something like that. It's it's sort of on the on the on the same level. And teaching college, it gets easier over time. And the first time I did it, I spent so many hours going through every problem, every note. Um, you know, and of course I chose to to teach the thing I wasn't very familiar with. <laughs> um, but one reason why I did that was because um, it, it gave me a chance to kind of do something different. You know, I teach a different type of math I don't typically teach. Um, so it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work. Where now, after I've taught the same thing several times, you know, of course, it's much easier because I have all my notes written out. I have all my PowerPoints made. And so I'm not spending as much time on it as I was in mm-hmm. the beginning. And, of course, I still have things to grade and, you know, emails to answer and stuff like that. Right. Um, but that's a lot different than sitting down and doing, you know, 50 math examples every weekend trying to figure out what you're going to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, and how do you explain that to people. Do you, So do you feel at all like those times when you are teaching college that it's hindering at all your ability to produce quality uh Oh, instruction when you're when you're teaching? Um, for me, I don't think so. To me, it's two very separate things. Okay. Because, like, since I teach online during the day, um, I, like, the way I, the way we have lessons and things is completely different. Um, like, my, my, most of my classes have, like, one lesson, or let me say two lessons a week. 
And so, you know, it's just very different, you know, where I, I, I'll have two one hour lessons a week. So Mondays and Wednesdays um, for one class. And then another class I'll have two one hour lessons and so on. Gotcha. And so, you know, like the way I write out notes for that is very different. Like the, I teach upper level math. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my lessons actually span several, actually several lessons. And so it's, I teach those in a very different way. It's not like I'm going through each day where I'm doing a lesson out of the book every single day. Right. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm looking across four lessons and kind of seeing like, how can I convey all of these ideas? Like, how can I put them together into one lesson and, you know, show the, you know, the conceptual connections between all of these ideas and, you know, in a way that that's most useful for the students. And it's, it's one of those things where like, I never actually teach everything, which is very different than a lot of high schools. You know, typically you teach every single thing the kids are going to know where with me, it's not like that. Um, I try to hit most of the main important points. I try to enrich. Um, I try to remediate, um, you know, and really try to, you know, help, help where students are struggling or push where students need more. But there's a lot of just like common things like I will never actually teach because it's part of their online lessons. And so, you know, they're expected to do a certain amount of that. Where um, the college class is different. It's more like what you would expect in high school where I teach every single thing they're going to know. So every single night I teach, which again is two nights a week um, for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, you know, so typically we'll do ch- one chapter every night and, you know, we basically do everything that, you know, they're, they're expected to know in that class. So right. to me, that's very different. That wouldn't be the same as someone else who teaches in brick and mortar and they're used to like doing a lesson every day, you know, on every single topic. Mm-hmm. But for me, the way I even approach lessons is, is completely different. And then even the different um, classes that I have, I mean, I, I teach right now, I have five different areas that I teach. Um, during the day, I teach five different preps, like different classes. And so, you know, I kind of span across multiple things. Um, half of my high school schedule is actually dual credit classes okay. um, with a different college. So technically, in some ways, I'm actually teaching for three different places. Um, you know, each one has their own online system and has to be set up a different way. And so sometimes, sometimes it feels like it can be a whole lot to keep track of. Well, Scott, I, uh, I I like to stay busy though. So. Yeah, they, <laughs> really I, I I think you know I I listened to a, um, a podcast the other day from uh, Life Lab, and there's like there's some people that they just they just like to stay busy, even though it may in the long run not be healthy for them. They feel like it's their calling to stay busy in life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like yeah, I'm kind of like, I guess I flip between both modes. I can either work as hard as possible or be as lazy as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no in between. So, you know, I'm either like kicking it at like 80 hours a week, hitting it hard or like, you know, like when like Christmas break comes, my goal is to do absolutely nothing. Oh, yes. I mean, I will sit and do absolutely nothing for, you know, a week or two or whatever. And so it's, it's kind of like I, I'm just back and forth, I guess. It's, it's kind of all or nothing, um, you know, the way that I, I do things. But I've, I've kind of always been like that, though. I know I could give you so many more details, um, but um, it's, there's, there's so much. I mean, I could probably talk for hours just about, like, my day job, for example, just because it's so unique and, and different from what, you know, most people are used to. 
Yeah. You know, when you think about a teacher, you don't think about you're just sitting at home staring at a computer and then you have to go stay in hotels to give ISTEP tests. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a very different environment than, than what you're used to. But, you know, this is my sixth year doing it and, you know, I love it. But it's definitely a, um, it's a change um, from what most people are used to. So if anything, I feel like one of the things that's nice about teaching college, you know, as a second job is it, it kind of gives me a exposure to that kind of typical environment where, you know, you have to go and stand in front of people and give a lesson and ask them questions and interact, you know, like in real time with people, um, you know, things like that. So it's a little bit of both worlds. But, you know, for me, it's two very separate things. I mean, I don't know. I could talk about it forever. I don't know if it's interesting to other people or not. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, I think it's just so different. It's hard for a lot of people to relate. Because right. if you've never done that, then it's hard to imagine, you know, being in a situation like that. Um, you know, like, like where my day, like today, like I have a booking system and kids can book lessons with me throughout the day, you know, on my calendar. And, you know, just having a day set up like that is just very different right. you know, when you're used to periods and bells and um, those kinds of things. Um, which is actually one reason why I got to go because somebody has a lesson booked with me here. Um, okay. Soon. Um, but yeah, usually the hard thing with me is, you know, just having the two jobs and having jobs that are so demanding. Um, you're just very busy. Right. So, you know, that's why they go, you know, I go like two or three days without responding to um, things because it's, it's just so busy. Like Mondays and Wednesdays are crazy for me. Um, I have, I have about five to six lessons back to back throughout the whole day. And then I go down and I teach my college at night. So it's, it's just, it's so busy. Like I, I pretty much get started at nine and I don't stop till nine. Um, where then my other days, like today, I don't have any lessons, but I have to get caught up on everything that I missed out on yesterday because I was doing so many lessons. So answering emails, calling people back from voicemails, you know, filling out those PLC forms, oh. <laughs> stuff like that. Thank you, Scott, for joining me on the podcast. Good luck as you continue pulling double duty this fall, teaching online and at the university level. You're a pretty awesome dude. Thank you all for listening in. If you'd like to keep track of the show on social media, search Educator Escape and hit the follow button on Instagram and Twitter and hit the like button on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen into podcasts. I want you to be the first to get all of our new episodes. After you're subscribed, go give us a review. It helps us get noticed. If you know any educators who are doing exceptional work and you would love for them to be highlighted on the podcast, please let me know by emailing me at seth.educatorescape at gmail.com, and I would love to feature them on the podcast. Yesterday in Educator Escape, I released my weekly blog post. This week, I decided to talk about the merits of fall break, something that some of you are currently enjoying while others of you are longing for in jealousy. Go check it out on educatorescape.com. Before we wrap up this episode, I'm going to leave you with a quote. But the quote I'm going to leave you with is from next Tuesday's guest, Jody Stallings. Jody is a middle school English teacher at Moultrie Middle School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which is near Charleston. He has been winning awards as a teacher in Charleston County since 1992 and was the Commission on English Language Program Accreditation runner-up for National Teacher of the Year. Jody also writes a weekly column for the Moultrie News where parents submit questions to him about issues that their kids are having at school or with the education system in general. One of his articles about teachers being evaluated and why some of that responsibility should be on parents went viral in education circles over the past couple of weeks. Jody has agreed to sit down and talk with me about his views regarding teacher evaluations and parents' roles in their child's education. 
Here's the quote about the issues that we face as educators and why evaluations can be an unfair barometer of a teacher's ability to teach. Have you ever tried to make a child eat something he didn't want to eat? That's what teaching unwilling learners is like. The reality is, unless they have an appetite, you can set an entire banquet in front of them and it will go untouched. The problem is that we are slipping into a world where we don't judge teachers by the banquet they prepare, by the appetites of the children at the table. Thank you all for listening today. Join me next Tuesday for another episode of Educator Escape. Have a great day. I'm out of here.